0: It's time now for the complete story of public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story.
1: Well, you know, Rich, every time I hear that opening, every time I hear that introduction, of course, I'm wondering what is the most important issue of the day. And... Uh, and I think one of the most important issues is that everybody is safe. Everybody is safe from harm. What say you?
2: And to have our liberties protected. Uh, you know, uh, the people we're going to be talking about today are pledged to serve and protect.
1: Yeah, serve to protect. So the guests that we have today, we've had before on A Complete Story. I remember the time I met Heidi Hogan. Heidi Hogan. Isn't that last name Hogan? H-O-G-A-N. Heidi Hogan. And then I heard that she was the wife of a police officer and she had a burden. She had a desire to, to have a Bible study for the wives of other police officers. And it made me think. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? There are such people. So Heidi has been on before, and then, and then uh, Mr. Kevin Hardy, who is the executive director of, uh, let's see, what's the name of the organization? Yeah, I've
2: got. It's the Midwest Chaplains Network for Midwest all first Re- responders, Please fire, EMS, first responders, chaplains. So we're going to be talking
1: mostly about a big meeting, a banquet. It's going to be coming in the Kansas City area pretty quick. But I want the whole network audience to hear exactly because we're talking about principle. Mm -hmm. We're talking about... Rich, when I see you, uh, see a military man or a soldier or anything, you know, uh, you're the one that got your father, that's me, Mm -hmm. in the habit of saying thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. You're the one that did that. But I've enjoyed doing that because without the military... Our country would never be safe. That's what they do, and they perform it very well. Uh, but also, in the United States, without a policeman, uh, isn't that true, Rich? That, that if you have a problem, who do you call? If you have an accident, who do you call? If somebody is threatening you, who do you call? If something in the dead of the night comes up and it scares the daylights out of you, who do you call? So thank God that we have police officers that help us uh, stay safe.
2: That's right. These are the the people that run to the sound of danger.
1: Yeah. So let me just start off for a second here. Heidi Hogan, uh, welcome to The Complete Story and back in the Pod Radio Network studio.
3: Thank you so much for having me again. (laughs) Okay. Are you having a good day? I am. I'm busy, but it's good. Thanks. All right.
1: Now, you have a friend there with you. I want you to introduce him.
3: So this is Kevin Hardy. He is the executive director of Midwest Chaplain Network, um, which I currently volunteer for as family support director. Um, He's also the head chaplain for Kansas City, Missouri Police Department, which is our, our huge, huge local department here.
4: All right. Good morning.
3: Well, nice to have
1: you here. And you get right into your microphone now and sure, speak right up. We're sure. going to have a good time. Are there other, do you work with other states then that are listening to this broadcast so that there would be Tennessee or there would be South Dakota or wherever it is that they also have an organization such as what you're talking about can they get involved in or at least know about?
4: We do. We have uh, connections in, at this point, uh, Nebraska, Iowa, uh, Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, Oklahoma. Uh, we're trying to branch into Arkansas and down into Texas. And so, my vision is to have this network uh, connected to folks from the Canadian border to the Gulf.
2: How can people get in touch with you if they would like to start such an organization in
4: their state? Sure, they can just um, they could email me, and it's Kevin K e v i n at m w c n dot online. Right, now, is
1: that M is in Mary or N is in Nellie?
4: M is in Mary. M as in Mary. Go ahead. Yeah, MWCN dot online. So Kevin uh-huh. at MWCN dot online.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, Rich, uh, we have we have recently heard that, of a situation where there was a Starbucks. There was a Starbucks, I think, out in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it was down
2: in Tempe, Arizona. Yeah.
1: Oh, Tempe, Arizona.
2: That's where. it Near was. Phoenix. So here are some people
1: uh, in Starbucks and some police officers are there. And so pretty soon one of the employees comes over and and says uh, to the police officers, "Um, I have to ask you to leave because somebody here, one of our customers feels unsafe uh, with your presence. And of course that's a big national story now, but I don't think that could possibly have occurred just a few years back. What do you say?
2: Well, somebody posted online, too, that, well, heads up to Starbucks, if somebody's uncomfortable about the police, they're probably criminals.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't know what their uncomfort level is based on. But Paul Harvey, Paul Harvey recorded this about God made a policeman. Folks, listen to this.
0: A policeman is a composite of what all men are, I guess, a mingling of saint and sinner, dust and deity, culled statistics, wave the fan over stinkers, underscore instances of dishonesty and brutality because they are news. What that really means is that they are exceptional, they are unusual, they are not commonplace. Buried under the froth is the fact, and the fact is that less than one-half of one percent of policemen misfit that uniform, and that is a better average than you'd find among clergymen. What is a policeman? He of all men is at once the most needed and the most wanted, a strangely nameless creature who is sir to his face and pig or worse behind his back. He must be such a diplomat that he can settle differences between individuals so that each will think he won, but if a policeman is neat, he's conceited. If he's careless, he's a bum. If he's pleasant, he's a flirt. If he's not, he's a grouch. He must make instant decisions which would require months for a lawyer, but if he hurries, he's careless. If he's deliberate, he's lazy. He must be first to an accident, infallible with a diagnosis. He must be able to start breathing, stop bleeding, tie splints, and above all, be sure the victim goes home without a limp or expect to be sued. The police officer must know every gun, draw on the run, and hit where it doesn't hurt. He must be able to whip two men twice his size and half his age without damaging his uniform and without being brutal. If you hit him, he's a coward. If he hits you, he's a bully. A policeman must know everything and not tell. He must know where all of the sin is and not partake. The policeman from a single human hair must be able to describe the crime, the weapon, the criminal, and tell you where the criminal is hiding. But if he catches the criminal, he's lucky. If he doesn't, he's a dunce. If he gets promoted, he has political pull. If he doesn't, he's a dullard. The policeman must chase bum leads to a dead end, stake out ten nights to tag one witness who saw it happen, but refuses to remember he runs files and writes reports until his eyes ache to build a case against some felon who will get dealed out by a shameless Sheamus or an honorable who isn't honorable. The policeman must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary.
1: Oh. Heidi and uh, and Chaplain Hardy, it sounds to me like a policeman is uh, responding to a calling on his life. What say you?
4: Oh, it's definitely a calling. Um. There's no doubt about it. Anyone who serves as a first responder, whether it is police, fire, or EMS, it is a definite calling on their life. It takes a particular person to be able to respond to those types of situations uh, and walk away from that uh, hopefully whole and, and emotionally and spiritually uh, fit.
1: Yeah. Heidi, now you're a wife and a mother uh, and you're a husband is a policeman i guess now he's a detective isn't he yes when he leaves the home whatever the hour may be what is on your mind in your heart at that moment because you know that wherever there's a problem that's where he's going to be in in the middle of it to try and help people so what's on your mind is a mother and his wife
3: well, I think early on, I really struggled um, as a police wife just with allowing a lot of fear to creep in and just um, not just the, the unknown of, of what he's going to see, what he's going to experience. Is he in danger? Who's protecting him? Um, and just really kind of allowed that fear and uncertainty to rule my life. Um, but as I've become more of a veteran police, off, a police wife, um, a seasoned wife, um, I've just relied on my faith so much to carry me through. and just, Your faith. Tell me about your faith. Yeah. So um, just the gospel of Christ has just permeated our home and our lives and just um, covered us in this, this rich sweetness and peace um, that's just central to our lives. Um, that is really what sees us through. Um, each shift and has grown us so much just to trust in the Lord and know that he is faithful in all circumstances, regardless yeah. of, of what my officer husband may face, just knowing that <clears throat> God is with him and knowing that no matter what what may be, that God is sovereign and still on the throne and, and just allowing that to um, permeate our lives and really live that out um, and not just not just say it, but to really live out the gospel every day um, has just been so encouraging, and we found so much hope in that. Yeah.
1: You know, what you're saying uh, does not occur to people that folks like you really exist. <laughs> I mean, you're a mom and then a dad and then children, and you are involved in a church, and you have faith in God through His Son, Jesus Christ. and uh, And that's what gives you the calmness, I suppose. Um, But now, I I want you to tell our listeners about the banquet. For those in the greater Kansas City area, tell us about this banquet because those who come are really going to enjoy something they've probably never thought about. Tell us about that.
3: So this is our fifth year of holding a law enforcement conference here in the Kansas City area. Open and, for the public. Open for the public. Well, yeah. not necessarily open for the public. We try to target first responders only and, like, department personnel and anyone involved with law enforcement, chaplains, that kind of thing. Um, uh-huh. So I I really um, – I had read a statistic a while back that says um, – and this is from according to law officer – um, we all know that the divorce rate for the nation sits right at about 50%, but did you know that the rate for officers is 60 to 75%? Oh, man. These are staggering numbers when you consider it. Approximately one quarter of officers who are married will still be married to that same spouse at the end of their careers. One quarter. Um, that really spoke to my heart um, just in the challenges that we were facing in our own lives and at home. um and really understanding how much this job is not just when he's on duty. There's so much that comes home. Um, they, they say that an officer is never off-duty, and that's there's so much truth to that. Um, and so we had originally gone to a law enforcement marriage conference and with Badge of Hope Ministries and um, truly loved it, and I essentially wanted to duplicate that. Just knowing these statistics, knowing that only one quarter of officers are going to be married to the same spouse. At the beginning of their career, as at the end of their career, that's that's just a huge issue, um, you know, amongst several others, including suicide and PTSD and stuff like that. But but holding our marriages together and really um, working together to make our home a refuge and really allowing the the man of the house to spiritually lead and allowing his wife to. Um, abide in that and come up under that um, and really how to train our children and and just what it looks like because it's so unique and so different for blue families than it is for most people um, considering shifts, considering tragedies, considering there's just so many variables that change.
2: Dad, if I could interject this, this is a law enforcement marriage seminar all day, and it's uh, Saturday on July twentieth, from eight o'clock in the morning to four thirty in the afternoon. Midwest Chaplain Association presents law enforcement marriage seminar. Imagine it's for police officers and their wives, and and uh, their spouses, and uh, fire firefighters, uh, EMS, anybody that's part of a first responder community. Yeah, exactly. Well, no.
1: Of course, for the people in Texas listening right now, that's going to be a long ways away. So
3: tell the folks where this particular occasion is going to be. So this one is actually going to be um, in a suburb of Kansas City in Lenexa, Kansas. Um, But we are looking as we kind of expand throughout the Midwest to really kind of um, have these conferences travel. Um, And also we have spring and fall summits that travel to different places. Police departments, fire stations, that kind of thing. I think our recent one was in Sedalia. Sedalia. And then we're also looking to broaden our conference. Actually, I think our next one is going to be next spring in Jacksonville, Florida. So... Um, right. we're I think really you kind said all P-
2: people from over like an eight-state area come, come to this conference, and it will be at Lenexa Baptist Church uh, on 87th Street mm-hmm. on the west side of town. People can call for information about that. And by the way, this would be a good time. Where could people go to get more information?
3: So I would love it if they would just um, email Kevin or myself. Um, Kevin gave his, his email address earlier. I wrote um,
2: that down. It's Kevin at MWCN.online.
3: Correct. And then if you all also want to learn more about the conference, we have our own website, which is leomarriages.com. And you're able to donate there, you're able to um, contact us, you're able to register for the event, um, see pictures from the past, kind of learn about our speakers that we're having, um, and kind of really understand a little bit more about what our mission is.
2: It looks like leomarriages.com, but Correct. I guess that's what, Law Enforcement, <laughs> enforcement Officers, officer. yes. marriages.com, so Leo. Leo marriages.com.
1: Correct. You know, I'm just thinking, uh, as people listening, is there anything more important that you could support, that you could contribute, that you could send an offering or something to help these folks, to help these folks in the impossible task that they have for our benefit? That kind of... But now the meeting, I want to be clear, the meeting you're talking about at Lenexa Baptist Church in the greater Kansas City area uh, is when and is it open to the public or not?
3: It is this um, a week from tomorrow, so July 20th. And it is open only to first responders, department personnel, chaplains, um, anyone related to the first responder community.
2: As husbands and wives, though, I imagine it, it's yes, husbands correct. and wives because it's a marriage seminar. Correct. It's to help provide for these marriages to be strengthened, so that you have a much, much better chance than one in one in a quarter. Yeah, I mean, a, and it's a quarter. so.
3: It's so important to... Much
2: better than 25% chance. Exactly.
3: That's that's low. Um, Just, yeah, to really take time and invest in our marriages. I think it's so hard um, these days with just all the things that are pulling us a million directions and with kids and activities and and church and so many things. But really prioritizing this and sitting down and just coming to the table with your spouse and saying you know where is this working where is this not and then also um uh, being equipped and being trained to um deal with the unique challenges that we face as law enforcement families
1: i want to turn our attention to kevin hardy now uh, executive director of the midwest chaplain network now kevin as you were listening to her speak and the marriage of problems that a Police officer is facing because they're spending their entire life trying to help somebody else in their problems. So here you have a person specializing in being involved in other people's problems and trouble that sort of thing. So naturally, they need a chaplain. Tell us just a little bit about how you happen to get involved in this.
4: Well, I I started. Uh, of course, I've been in pastoral ministry for twenty five plus years and. Uh, Prior to going into the ministry, I was actually a paramedic, and served in the military as well as uh, in civilian life as a paramedic. So I have that first responder DNA in me, if you will. I, I know what it means to show up on a homicide scene or a suicide, or to deal with the life and death situations, domestic violence, because we dealt with it as as being medics. Well, as I got into ministry, there was just a natural. Uh, desire to reach out to law enforcement and fire and EMS folks because day after day after day, uh, they see the trauma, they see the hurt, they see the the brokenness and the, the uh, divisiveness of culture. And, and in turn, with law enforcement in particular, they're hated just because of what they do in the uniform that they wear. So on, on top of everything they have to deal with in helping others and wanting to serve and protect others they deal with rejection, and they deal with uh, hatred and anger, and and uh, that stays in them, and they fight that, and they take that home, which affects the family. So I got into chaplaincy, one, to be able to reach out to first responders, no matter who they are, in hopes that we can keep them emotionally fit, spiritually fit, and to offer an avenue for them to uh, express those hurts express those des- those desires in a confidential manner uh, in order to point them to Christ uh, as yeah. the ultimate answer
1: yeah and like Heidi said place their faith their personal faith and trust in the God
4: who made them exactly
1: and called them into what they're doing for the benefit of other people all right man alive I, I hope this program really, helps people orient because the media, let's face it folks, the media loves controversy. The media loves controversy and the media is not helpful in helping people understand the purpose of law enforcement and helping the rest of us be safe from harm. So it's a good opportunity for people to think and to contribute to what you're doing because that's a contribution to all mankind isn't it absolutely we would greatly appreciate that yes hey, hey
2: dad this would be a good time to, to add this too that this is an all day marriage seminar and that it that they provide lunch and uh, materials also are prov- provided helpful materials and also they have hotel information mm-hmm. so people can drive in from a long distance and spend the night <laughs>
3: And we are absolutely on hand to pray with couples to um, really address any issues that they're having and really um, connect them with further support. Um, So it's just a a great time for us to serve and just love on our our law enforcement.
2: And that's leomarriages.com. Correct. And folks, the
1: thing I like about everything we're talking about
2: and what this organization
1: is, it is a genuine Bible-based ministry. To those who are, he says, the first responders, just think about that name for a minute. When there's something terrible happening, maybe somebody's being beat up, uh, whatever it is, who do you call but a policeman? And the first responders are the one who arrives when the situation is at its worst. Uh, so anyway, that's a, that's what you call a high-pressure cooker job. Absolutely. <laughs> um. Rich, isn't it interesting that God has given us the opportunity to have a microphone to bring such information to the attention of our BOD Radio Network family? Um, I want you to give the listener comment line, because I would like to hear from any listeners that would have a comment about this broadcast, what it meant to them, or what they would like to tell us about their own experience or anything else, or give that.
2: Sure. Our listener comment line is one eight hundred three four five two six two one. 345 2621 That's one eight hundred three four five two six two one. 345
1: 2621 Yeah. I kind of chose this, and we'll be back with our guests in just a second, but I kind of chose this as a song that would be so appropriate for this particular program. It really encapsulates... Everything that a police officer thinks when he's out there, and what all of us should think when we're encountering the difficulties of life. Here it is. If I can help
5: somebody as I go along, if I can cheer a stranger with a word or song if I can show some traveler that he's going wrong then my living shall not be in vain then my living shall not be in vain then my living shall not be in vain if I can help somebody as I go along then my living shall not Then my living shall not be in vain. Then my living shall not be in vain. If I can help somebody. As I go along Then my living Shall not be in vain Then my living Shall not be in vain
1: Man alive they just keep repeating that phrase they just keep repeating that phrase. How can we? How can we think now about how to keep our living uh, not being in vain? Um, so anyway, um, um, Chaplain Kevin Hardy, uh, God bless you. God bless you Thank in you, the work sir. you're doing. Uh, I'd like you. i haven't. We don't do this very often, but I would like you, sir, to close with a word of prayer.
4: Absolutely, I'd be honored. Father God, we thank you for every law enforcement officer, their families, every firefighter and paramedic, EMT, their families that are out serving us, laying their lives on the line. Your word says that no greater love does does anyone have that, that someone would lay down their life. And these men and women do this on a daily basis. I just ask that you would enlighten our hearts and enlighten our discernment on how to pray for them and how to love them and how to serve them as we move forward uh, in our society, in our culture today. Lord, they have such a difficult task ahead of them, but they have a calling to do it. And so we ask that you would strengthen them, that you would guide them, that you would give them eyes to see and ears to hear the things that they need to do to, one, fulfill their job and their calling, and two, to come home safe at night. We bless them, and we ask that your hedge of protection would be over them and around them and that you would give them peace as they perform their duties. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, we're going
1: to have to get out of here, folks. This is Rich and Dick Bott with this chapter of The Complete Story as a public service. See you later.